Good morning, Brendan Rendo, the Holmes Orlando team, joined by Joseph Dion. And this is the Orlando Real Estate Buzz. We bring you economic news that affects the housing market every week. Morning, Joe. Good morning. How are you doing today? Um, doing good. Economic news is going to be fun. Uh, we're, yeah. we're branching out yeah. a little bit today, I think. We're not just talking mortgages. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, we're actually... We looked at it this week and wanted to bring up something that's really a concern for house for homes sales long term. And what that is, is the economics and the um, household debt that's exploding currently yeah. in the United States. Right. Yeah. And we've seen that, you know, we're, we're coming out of what was in a crazy buying season with low interest rates, stupid craziness. And we've seen this on the mortgage front. But what really we haven't talked about so much was all the other debt that everybody's been buying and, and accumulating over the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, it's been huge. It's been huge. And the New York fed just came out with their, their report this week. And big headlines was that we are reaching nearly a trillion dollars of credit card debt. Um, but what? But it's like it seems so crazy, right? We had we had all these stimuluses, and we had this, and we were talking about credit card usage was at an all time low, and balances were dropping, and everything else. But that changed really, really fast the moment we all could leave our house again. Yes, exactly. Everybody, oh, let's get out. I, I need to release, go have some fun, go on vacation, do this. But when you look at this chart, I mean, it's just been. Even since 2012, just a steady increase where mm -hmm. non-housing debt has reached a level of $4.5 trillion. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I mean, student loans are sitting at $1.6 trillion. Other, I don't know what the other is yet. Um, half a trillion. Mm -hmm. But credit cards, $90.99 trillion. Yeah. I mean, That's a we're right there. there, you know, and I, and I understand with people with inflation going up, you know, savings is gone, has hit new low levels. Mm -hmm. um, people are having to dip in to their savings. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing we've seen is, is quite honestly, is an explosion in the home equity lines. So all mm -hmm. this equity that people have built up, they're starting to use it, you know, to stay afloat. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of scary overall. Yeah. And one thing that's kind of lost on that, too, is right that all of this is going to go up because interest rates went up. So like those mm -hmm. the credit cards that might have been at 12, 14, 15, 18 percent are now sitting at 24, 28, 30 percent. And try to get ahead on that credit card debt when it's increasing at such a high rate. Exactly. And what a lot of people don't realize is that it affects your credit scores. Mm -hmm. is the higher the balance you carry, the higher the percentage, the lower your credit score goes. So mm -hmm. your credit score goes down. Guess what happens to your interest rate if you want to buy a house? It goes up. They go up. Because they, because they do the adjustments. And then the other thing, and I think this is one thing you notice with the sensitivity of consumers with mortgage originations going up and down, up and down, up and down. It seems like every week, you know, it's... <laughs> And it's, I mean, a quarter of a point makes such a big difference because people's debt to income ratios 
are so tight yeah. overall. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. and that's, you know, one thing you, you tell people, I think, you know, consistently is, you know, when you're getting ready to buy, get those credit cards paid down, you know, get them down because, you know, we've got to, you know, we've got to look at your overall debt to income ratio. Mm that that prep before the actual real work right like before you get pre-approved like the things that consumers and general population talks about all the time is you know credit card debt consumer debt minimizing if you're able to pay down pay down but it's kind of like well you got to pay down but you got to save up and i feel like the conversation i'm having most days right now with borrowers is like oh, i can't afford to save up because i'm trying to pay my credit cards but they're not really paying down their credit cards either so i'm kind of sitting there going you know, it's a tough spot, that affordability. In it, and it's kind of just like, you know, I talk to more consumers now than I've ever talked to where you look at it and you're like, you make 3000 a month, but you got a $900 car payment. Like those are the crazy ones. Those are really hard to do yeah. anything when a third of your income is, is, is a car payment. But on, on average right now, I, I think, you know, the amount of borrowers with over a thousand dollar car payment, like it's the highest it's ever been. Like, it's just, it's, you know, cars and vehicles like long gone are being able to have a reliable vehicle for 30 K like now it's yeah. 60, 70, 80, $90,000 for these vehicles. Um, and during, you know, kind of, I, I kind of feel like COVID and the change, everybody kind of did it and there was a shortage. And then it was like, oh, we're paying more because we wanted it. They wanted that little bit of luxury that they didn't have mm -hmm. before. So we saw these payments kind of increase um, and they have a much bigger impact. That's something like the the, the credit cards, the auto loans. The student, these are all things that have an impact on your ability to buy. Yep. Yep. And it just, you got to look at your long picture is, okay, I, I want to own a home do I need that car payment of $800 a month? Mm -hmm. And if I'm going to, you know, if I know my debt to income is going to be, can't go over 50%, I've really got to look at that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I got to go back to that Toyota Corolla, but you yeah. know what? I'm going to own my home. Yeah. I'd much rather own my home than yeah. my car or then have rather, a debt. Rather an asset that appreciates than one that depreciates. Than depreciates. Exactly. Exactly. And it, it was interesting because within that report that the that the New York Fed put out, you know, this is the number of accounts by type. And we've seen since 2020, again, an explosion in credit cards. Wow. Yeah. You know, more people taking out, getting credit cards. And then this was this I found interesting because we had that discussion a couple weeks ago about everyone screaming about, oh, you know, all these people with the low credit scores are going to, they're going to be, you know, be getting, getting low. They're going to be paying less. This is mortgage originations by credit score. Wait a minute. Is that Doug this Blue? Nice, that's, yeah. What, what is that? That yeah, Doug Blue all the way on the bottom? Is that... there. Here, let me blow it way up. <laughs> Hold on so we can see it. See that little bitty blue down there? That blends in with the black? That's 620 and below. That is 620. And look at this, even between 620 and 659. Still very minimal. It's just that little okay. gold sector. Yep. So these people aren't getting mortgages. The vast majority are 660 and above. 
which which kind of goes entirely in line with what you and I were talking about is like just because something changed doesn't mean that they're going to now be all of a sudden get a whole bunch of mortgages like they still got to qualify and usually when you're in that situation you're not qualified exactly. there's other things that are holding you up from being able to buy exactly it's clickbait it's nothing more than clickbait and i swear sometimes they do it just to rile people up <laughs> yeah yeah let's just let's just piss everybody off today yeah and here you see again you know same thing origination your scores you know 50 percent of the people are 760 and above yeah and then right now six 90 of the people are above 650. wow so the majority of people are above 650. majority of the people above six. this was kind of fun to look at this little thing down here, remember 2006, 2007? Yeah. This is right about that 580 mark. Remember that golden? If you got a 580, we can get you 100% finance. It's done. You can get you done. Yep. Yep. So you go back and you look at these things and, you know, you can you can see it. The, these charts are a lot of fun some days to look at. And then the other thing that's getting a little scary is our delinquency rates. And you're seeing these are 30-day delinquencies by type. Yeah. What are we talking auto about? Loan. Auto loan repossessions? Yep. Credit, your credit card cards. Right now. Your percentage of credit cards that are that are 30 days late now has jumped up. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk about smacking your credit score. That'll happen really quick. Bad. Yeah. Yep. You see Boom. You're gonna drop 40 Yep. And if you've got a 30 day late in the past 12 months. Right, not not easy to get a mortgage anymore. Yeah, I mean, you're you're allowed one per se, but I mean, it's it's Mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to get approved. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, one thing that you see there is student loans that since the moratorium on student loan debt, Mm -hmm. flat, almost zero. Yeah, the pretty red Uh, one. Well, yeah, what's going to happen is student loans. It's getting ready. Payments are about to restart. I guarantee, 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 we're going to see that skyrocket. Because that's the one thing nobody's been. And then the gold one here. Yeah, the gold one here is the is mortgages. And you see, we had a re, we hit really a low historically back in mid twenty twenty one. But we're slowly starting to creep up toward probably about two and a half. You know, getting close to three percent or thirty on thirty day lates. Mm-hmm. And then we hop over into the ninety days. This is what they call seriously delinquent. Here we are again, over almost 5% of credit cards are over 90 days late. Yeah. And same thing with your auto loans. Your auto loans have popped up to over 2%. So these are signs, you know, of, of economic slowing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start seeing all these lates and this inflation is bad for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when people got to make decisions, like, what are you going to pay? Are you going to eat or are you going to, you know, make that, make that payment on that credit card? I mean, it's, Pretty easy decision to make. Not a great thing for a lot of people. Yeah. So, but I mean, we look at that and then you look at the example that our federal government sets for us. <laughs> this this was uh, the 16th, it was the last report. Our federal government has a whopping $94 billion in the checkbook right now. Woo. That's it. 
And look what they spent in a day. $167 billion. That's a lot of money. And this is what, looking, looking at the reports, this was one of the first days in a while where they actually took in more deposits than they spent for once. So our checkbook actually went up a little bit. Yay. But, yeah, but this is the stress of everybody with the, you know, are we going to default? Are we going to, you know, do you really think we can get to June 1st? You know, I'm sure Yellen's doing some real creative financing on that end. You know, oh, <laughs> let's carry, no, we're not going to carry the one. We've got to do this. and <laughs> Rounding you errors. The government, the government vendors don't need to be paid in 30 days. We'll, you know, we'll stretch it out to 60. <laughs> so. But, but that's, I just, we wanted to go over that, the, the household debt, because if you're looking to buy, you got to understand it. You've got to look at it as an overall big picture is what's your goal. If your goal is to buy a home, you've got to understand that every part of your debt structure yep. affects that purchase, affects your purchase price. Yeah. Affects your pricing on your mortgage. So it's just. It's a, you know it's a concern overall. You, you you never want to see anyone default. You never want to see anyone struggle. Um, so just be aware of it. Yeah. You know, be aware of, of what your big picture is. And if you ever got any questions, call us. You know, it's we're here to help. Yeah. Not not to judge or anything. Just truly help help you help you put together a plan. And you know, you and I both worked with people for six months to even a year, even longer. Giving them an outline. Give them an outline. Hey, this is what we need to accomplish. And we check in with them. You know, we got one right now, Miss Maureen. You know, they've got certain things they got to do. They're they're looking to buy their house in September. And we're, you know, touch base with them yesterday, making sure, hey, let's, you know, are you on the schedule? Are you doing this? Are you doing the right things to to um to be in position so we can get you that house that you're running right now that you can purchase? Exactly. So, well, that's that's economics today, and then we're going to get back into the mortgages, real estate, Orlando housing market. There we yes. go. Yes, this is boring. This has gotten boring the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it's, it's been pretty stable, right? Like nothing crazy. It, yeah, it's it's very stable. It's very stable. I mean, we are we came down about twenty units. You know, four hundred twenty. Our median uh, price. Just holding steady right where it was. Yep. Inventory dropped by about twenty-two, so kind of kind of flat line, you know, overall. Condos and townhomes, same thing. Very, very consistent. Yep. Overall. And we come back in and we look at, you know, our final list price to sales price. This hasn't moved hardly at all. We're sitting right around yeah. that, you know, 97 and a half, 98 percentile. Um, not again, because of the inventory, not as much wiggle room exactly as there has been in the past. And our days on market is staying very consistent right around that 45 day mark mm -hmm. is where, you know, is where most houses right now are selling. So consistency is not a bad thing at all. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it right we'll see now. Here like yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take consistency um, any day of the week. And you can see here chart-wise, we're, we're really just holding that line. You know, we don't want to see, you know, we are in the spring market. 
you would expect it to pop a little bit. But I think because of the interest rates, where yeah, they I, are, think, I, I think we're going to see like, you know, we're seeing those chinks, right? We're seeing kind of the market adjust a little bit. Um, like we're seeing, you know, debts go up and th these are all things that are kind of saying, Hey, we're going to see an adjustment at some point. I'm starting to see kind of experts talk about interest rates or might potentially drop till end of this year. Whereas before it was a lot, lot, a lot of wider range, you know, we're starting to hone into mm -hmm. when we think things are going to happen. Um, so I think we may see our traditional buying season of that spring, early summer may be a fall buying season. Like we may see a little bit of a shift this year than what we normally do. Yeah. And I think a lot of it depends what the Fed does in June. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think they're going to hold. I think they'll hold. Um, I think we've seen enough. I, I personally have seen enough slowdown in, in the, um, in the economy overall yeah that that they can they can hold it mm. yeah i think I, i'm in agreement yeah i think we get good inflation numbers or you know continue that slope down i think i think they can hold overall and here goes our total actives and you see really past three weeks kind of leveled out sitting right around that 350 mark Mm -hmm. Man, I'd like to. I just want to get that up. I was hoping to see that. You know, school. Well, most schools are what done this week, next week. Uh, next week, I orange think. and summer coming. Yep. Yeah. So I think now, hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, we'll see that pop up, or maybe we get a week where we've got a hundred, hundred and fifty new listings. You know, positive. Yeah, that'd be that'd be positive. Yep. Then we go into the condos. Condos just sitting the same thing, sitting right around that ninety-eight percent. Mm -hmm. Overall, you know, very tight. I mean, the, this is issue between the 250 and the 300. It's pretty much at list. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're not coming off right now. No. And days on market, there's they're consistent as well, sitting at that 46 days on market. So overall, you know, we are back. We're just we're very consistent. Orlando's just a very consistent overall market. Yeah. Which compared to a lot of other places in the country. Be happy. Be happy. I mean, I, did you watch the, the video I sent you on San Francisco's commercial um, real estate? I, I, started, I started to watch it in the commercial real estate. That's going to be an interesting sector. Like we're talking like nationally, what can commercial real estate? They're at a 20% vacancy rate nationally. And obviously yeah. San Francisco, much, yep. much, you know, uh, they're like, their doom and gloom of all of this is kind of like, it's tough. Like, what is that picture going to look like, though, when we take we I mean, we we looked at personal, right? Like today, like personal debt. But you start mm -hmm. getting into okay, commercial yep. loans and most um, most commercial loans are you know they're usually through regional banks, not your big national banks. So if the commercial yeah. they don't have the rents yep. to pay their debt, and then they can't pay, and they're mostly being funded by regional banks. That's that's why we're having a lot of problems with the regionals is they've got all this. They're allowed to count it at full value. But when you actually do the numbers, you know, that property's worth half of what they lent on it right now. And mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's it's what we got with close to two trillion dollars, something like that in commercial paper that needs yeah. to be refinanced soon. 
how you how do you do that when you don't have runners? How do you underwrite a loan like that? You can't. Mm -hmm. So, well, thank you, everyone. Um, hope this was informative. Uh, we enjoy it. We'll see you next Thursday. And please don't forget to like and subscribe so you can keep up to date with everything that's going on in the housing market. Take care, Joe. We shall see you later. Sounds good. Rock it out, guys.